is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, VU Collective. So, you know, I'm a big fan of hiring mentors and coaches and professionals to assist us, to keep us accountable, to help us as we grow in every area of our life. I'm not today going to address why I think it's so important to have a coach or a mentor, specifically, I would say a coach. I'll just, I'll mention one thing about that, but this today is going to be a quick discussion about how to vet the coach you're looking at and how to know if a coach is legit instead of an amateur or a poser. And I guess it's not always bad if someone's an amateur because you might be at a level where they can give you what you need until you outgrow them. But I'm just seeing so many, and I know you are as well, sort of self-anointed coaches out there. And again, that's not really bad, I guess, to be a self-anointed coach. I guess I'd call myself that. Uh, But we're seeing an influx of people who see a very low barrier to entry. They see it being no risk. And they say, hey, this is an extra way to make money. And I'm pretty good at a couple things. Or I'm stuck in my life. I don't even know what I'm going to do. So I'm going to call myself coach. And because of social media, because of the internet, we see them all the time. But especially lately, in my opinion, because of the nature of 2020, a lot of people are suddenly coming out as coaches. And um, so I hope you find this helpful. Before we get to that, though, as promised, I'll just mention one thing to consider when it comes to whether or not you need a coach. So I don't really think anyone needs a coach, just like I don't think anyone needs to listen to this podcast. And I don't think anyone needs to do personal development. However, I believe that everybody would highly benefit from personal growth and personal development benefit from listening to podcasts such as this and reading books, et cetera, benefit from immersion courses and benefit from hiring a coach, from finding a mentor and being involved in some sort of a mastermind situation, a community of people striving to achieve and grow and officially hiring a personal one-on-one coach. So do you need it? No, I don't think you do. I think you can have a great career and a great life without that. However, Remember, it's always about what we don't know that we don't know, right? So I know I'm a female. I know I live in the United States of America. I know that I don't know how to speak Chinese. I'm certain of that. But what about what I don't know that I don't know? That's where all the magic lives. That's where all possibility lives. What is it that I don't even know that I don't know? That's why I 
find it so helpful to find mentors, experts, and coaches. The conversation of what we don't know that we don't know brings magic and excitement and uncomfortable feelings and some struggle in every area of our life when we look at that. But in this particular conversation, like, holy shit, what if I'm doing really well in life? I'm kind of killing the game. I'm doing, I've grown, I've, I've evolved, I've gotten promotions or I've changed careers and I'm every area of my life, when I look at my wheel of life, you know, every area, it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn good. What if I found a coach to shift my focus and my perspective and my lens on that wheel of life? Not to say that it's bad, but to say, well, are you sure? Or what if they say, I agree, you are killing it. What else do you want? What else do you not have? Because everything you don't have and everything that you want and everything you haven't achieved can't be done with what you're doing. What if you had a coach that said that? Again, not about making what you're doing or not doing or what you've achieved or not achieved bad or wrong. But what if that coach looked at you and said, do you even know how to take it to not just the next level, but maybe 10 levels or 100 levels beyond where you are? If you did, you wouldn't you wouldn't need me, right? If you did, you'd be there. <laughs> so that's why I love coaches. So I also want to say too, I, I don't mean to sound harsh when I'm talking about all the coaches popping up everywhere. It certainly is not a bad thing to have a lot of people openly discussing personal development and coaching. I think it's great. So good for them and good for the people who are welcoming that. And I promised you in this podcast that I would always be a straight shooter. It doesn't mean I'm always right. But as far as what I know to be true, I will be a truth teller, whether it rubs people the wrong way or not, whether it causes me to lose followers or not, I will say it. So one thing I'm seeing is a lot of amazing coaches, so much opportunity, and some people out there who I would say are posers. They're pretending to be coaches. They're calling themselves coaches. They really haven't accomplished much. Their bank account sucks. The relationships suck, but they're good at one or two things and they're running with that or life really isn't working that well, but this is an opportunity for them to have some popularity or to make some extra money or perhaps it's fulfilling some sort of need that they have to feel important, to be liked, to be followed, to be listened to, to feel like what they say matters. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but when I was in nursing school many, 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 many years ago, I remember learning that most dietitians had some sort of struggle with food, maybe even an eating disorder. Many times we teach what we need to learn, myself included. We just have to be careful that the person teaching us isn't getting their own needs met more than they are serving you and I. So when we look at coaches out there, there are so many gifted, talented, and very, very, very effective people who can be hired. Many times, you and I don't want to spend the money for that. So this is not a situation where, where I would recommend going for a discount. <laughs> you know, this is not where you, you want to sh- shop based on price. Now, you might say, yeah, but I can't afford someone like whoever. Okay, well, if you can't afford them, they're probably the coach for you. So what can you do to figure out a way to make that work? What if you had a conversation with them and they had some sort of a payment plan? Or what if you picked up a side hustle to pay for that or you got really out of your comfort zone and committed anyway 
and said, oh shit, I've got to level up to be able to afford this person. So I want to be really clear that I don't recommend eliminating certain coaches from your list of prospective coaches based on what they charge. As I also do not recommend you searching for and finding and choosing and hiring a coach based on their price. I just think it's a really, really dangerous game to play. So when I look at coaches, and and let me just, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know this, I am not trained as a coach. I have not taken a single course to be a coach. And you might say, well, then why the hell are you talking about this? I'll get to it. But the reason people have paid me for coaching is because I'm open about that. I tell them, hey, just so you know, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. Like I am not officially a coach. I'll show you my track record. I'll show you what's happened when I have stepped into coaching and mentorship, really just learning through the school of hard knocks and through intuition. And these are the results. And this is my track record. If you want to pay me based on that, fine. If not, fine. But I want to be clear that I didn't go anywhere and get a certificate, right? I was open and always have been open about that. People call me a coach. I don't really call myself that. In fact, just the other day at breakfast, I was with a couple of girlfriends and one of them said, Jill, you are a coach. You coach me all the time and you've been coaching hundreds of women for years. You don't have like a certificate to show people that you have that title, but you are a coach. So when you're looking at a coach, it's really important that if they don't have that certification that you're looking for, they lead with that. They don't apologize for it. They don't defend, justify, or explain it, but they openly say that. You know, like I know someone who's an amazing interior designer. She never went to school for interior design, but she doesn't hide that. She goes, look, I just follow my gut and I'm a creative person and I love design. And that's why I've paid her. But if it is important to you that they have certifications, you need to know where they come from. So let's just look at, I'm just going to give you, I could probably give you a hundred, but I'm going to give you seven questions to either ask yourself when you're looking for a coach or seven ways to vet this person who you are looking at. And the first is, this person has a life that you want. Now, we don't want to compare ourselves, and we really shouldn't ever be envious or jealous of anyone else. But what I mean is you look at their wheel of life, and you're like, oh, yeah, baby, I want that. They are crushing it. No one's perfect, but they're crushing it, especially compared to me, in their health department, relationship department, financial department, spiritual. I mean, you make the list that's important to you. And this person has a life that you aspire to have, not based on what other people say, not based on social media, but you're able to dig and find that information. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But their life is working in a way that yours is not, not one area of their life, but all areas. Because remember, how we do one thing is how we do everything. If they are extremely unhealthy, but they're making a ton of money as a coach, it doesn't mean they're not a good coach. But if you're asking my opinion, and you are if you're listening right now, I would say, no, I don't want that coach. I don't want a coach who's struggling in the health department because they clearly haven't gotten to the point where they can win in every area of their life. There's some story that they are carrying still that tells them that there has to be one messy room in their house. If the whole house is clean, they have to have one room that no one sees because that's how they hold on to their smallness and to their fears and to their old stories. How do I know that so well? Well, because that was always me. So again, they have the life you want. And if they're going to charge you for life coaching, theirs better be on point. Okay, number two, they pass the gut check. You meet them on Zoom or you meet them in person. And 
if you're a fan of or a student of this podcast, you know how to do this. You center yourself. You take some deep cleansing breaths. You open yourself up to your own heart, your own feelings, your own intuition, which is the wisdom of your divine creator. And you sort of put them through that filter and and that becomes your litmus test. Is this person for me? How do you feel when you're talking to them? What comes up for you as you're talking to them? What do you feel from them and from their energy? Do you sense desperation? Are they trying to close you? Is it really important to them that you are their client? If so, I would say move on. You want a coach whose attitude is, I don't know if we're a fit for each other. I would love to work with you, but let's get on Zoom together or even meet in person if possible. And let's figure out, says the coach, if we are a fit for one another. If your coach, your possible prospective coach, is ready to sign you up before even having that conversation, I would not hire them. Do you happen to notice that their chest is puffed up? When you look at their bio on LinkedIn or on Instagram or wherever, on their website, is it a lot of, now, there's nothing wrong with self-promotion. We've talked about that. That comes from confidence. But there's a difference between self-promotion and fake distraction. I'm going to tell you how great and successful I am because I'm worried that you won't feel that or see that when you see me. I'm worried that I won't be enough. Now, again, there's a fine line here. Yes, you want to know their accomplishments and their accolades, but do you sense any humility there, any realness when you read their bio? Is it just, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this? Mm, At least for me, that wouldn't be my choice. Do they pass the gut check? How do you feel when you are interacting with them personally? What do you feel, not think, what do you feel is the answer when you ask yourself, is this someone I should partner with and pay to be my coach? And how do you feel that they are feeling during that interaction? What can you pick up on? And then before you make the decision, besides doing a little research and getting references, which we'll talk about in a second, it's really important that you sit with this for a few days. You sleep on it meditate on it, and then see how you feel. Okay, number three, can this person share at least three references? And these references can share with you tangible growth that this coach has helped them to achieve. Now, this is important because a lot of people can make you feel good. In the personal development space, I mean, it's all about, you know, for a lot of people, inspiring you and motivating you and getting you excited, but then nothing happens. Are they willing to and do they know how to elicit change in you? When you talk to these references, ask them, okay, so Mary, um, I saw that you hired Jill. How long did you hire her for? And then why did you end the contract? Like, why did you not renew the contract? And she might say, oh, well, we spent six months together and we just had a great experience. I got great change and I decided it was time to have no coach for a while or to move on to someone else. But ask her why. Why wouldn't you just rehire her for another six months? What's the reason? Number four, Mm, this is a good one. How much money does this coach earn from coaching? Now, many coaches do coaching on the side. Nothing wrong with that at all. But how much do they earn in their coaching business? I think it's also fair to ask them how much they earned last year overall. If they can't have that conversation with you, I would move on. If they're not willing to have a straight conversation with you about how much money they made, with their coaching business, they have money mindset issues. They have fear and insecurities that they have not addressed yet. 
Now you might say, no, they just have a healthy boundary. Okay, that's possible, but I don't believe there should be a boundary in place when a coach is claiming to be able to help you in all areas of your life, including money, and they're not even willing to disclose how much they earned the year before, I would not hire them. If this coach that I'm looking at does not earn more than me, it's a hard no. And if they do not earn more than me just from their coaching alone, it's a hell no. No judgment, but you're not coaching me. And what is their goal with their coaching business? Where do they see it in a year and in five years? This is really important. How committed are they to this? I had a mentor once and I asked her how much she spent for a mastermind that she was in while she was talking to our whole group about the importance of masterminds and the importance of investing financially in ourselves. And she wouldn't answer the question. When she wouldn't answer the question, I knew that I found a weak spot and I knew that she's not someone I would rehire. Number five. Were they certified as a coach anywhere? And that doesn't have to be a deal breaker, by the way. If they were, why did they choose that? How did they find it? Why was it important to them to have that certification? What does it, what does it mean? Where did they get that certification? What did that program look like? I shared on another episode that I actually don't see myself as being a coach. I, I coached sort of by default in my network marketing business for years. And then it morphed into coaching on the side because I was good at it, I enjoyed it, and people got results. And I really did enjoy it. I found it very fulfilling. And so I did break off and do that and did a few courses and things for people and a little bit of one-on-one coaching. But I really felt on my heart and very called to step away from that, as many of you know, and just do the podcast and just focus on writing this book that has been just a bitch to, (laughs) to write for some reason. And... If you listened to the last episode, you know that for many reasons, I decided to enroll in a program that's going to certify me as a master coach in six months. You'll have to listen to the previous episode to know why it's not relevant today in this episode. However, my point is that if I then at the end of that do decide to do coaching, which I may not, you would be able to say to me, are you certified and where did you get that certification and what's it all about? And I would be able to say, it's like a certification you can't find anywhere else. We're working on somatic work. We're not just going to talk to people about how to be. We're going to show them how to release things from their body, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. It was a six-month, highly intensive course. These are the people who taught me. Look at their resume. And this is how much I spent on it, et cetera. Number six, what real-life stuff has this coach experienced? And what did it teach him or her about their own BS, their own head trash, their own stories? their own shadow. If they don't want to have that conversation, run, forest, run. That should excite them. This should spin off into another 15-minute conversation. The response to this should be, oh, I'm so glad you asked that. No one ever asks me that. Oh my God, let me tell you. If they pause for a minute, seriously, guys, they are not ready to be paid as a coach. They should have real life experience in which they were knocked to the ground, rock bottom, and they built themselves back up, either alone or with mentoring and with their own coach. And they can share with you what they found out about themselves. You could even spin this off into another part of the question and say, even though you are this coach and you are clearly good at what you do, what do you still feel that you want to work on? Like, do you feel like you've arrived or do you still need to do work? 
their answer should be, it's so interesting that you asked me that. I do have a couple of things I'll share with you. And they still have a few struggles and they can explain to you why they're not mastered yet, where they come from and what they're doing about it. Now you might say, well, hold on a minute. Earlier you told me if they're, you know, like really unhealthy or their bank account stinks, that they should have their shit together and I shouldn't hire them. This is different. This is my will of life is in check. Everything's working very, very well, yet I'm human. If I'm really honest with you, I still struggle with the fear of XYZ or I still struggle with whatever, but let me tell you how I handle that. I park there, but I don't live there. I go visit the parking spot. I put a penny in the meter and then I'm done. But I'm glad you asked me that because I am human and I really struggle with that. Now, they can't apologize for not having a crappy childhood, right? This isn't about who went through the, the worst life. There are coaches who are phenomenal, and they had amazing childhoods and amazing lives. However, all of us have shadow work to do. All of us have stories and fears in the deep, dark crevices where the cobwebs live. And if we haven't been willing to look at that, we should not be coaching other people. One, because that will spill out into our coaching. Two, we'll keep hiding from our client because we're hiding from ourselves. And three, that means we're not authentic. And here's number seven. Do they have a coach? If they hesitate for a second, end the call. They should absolutely not only have a coach, they should have multiple coaches. And you deserve to know how much they have spent on their own growth. Give me a number. In the last five years, how much have you spent on your own personal growth, your self-development, and your own experience with coaches and mentors? How much have you spent? Not only should they be able to tell you, they should be very excited that you asked. They should be very comfortable with that answer. And for me personally, if they haven't spent at least $100,000 in the last two years, three years, let's say, not interested. Keep shopping. Why is it that so important? Well, because all of us have so much work to do on ourselves. It doesn't mean we need fix. It doesn't mean we're broken. But if we're going to get what we don't have now, we have to figure out how to get there. And it takes experts. How am I going to ask you to pay me to coach you when I'm not doing the same thing? Am I just somehow just so good at life that I don't need any coaching? Or I had coaching five, 10 years ago. Really? So for the past five or 10 years, no one is holding me accountable? That is not someone I would recommend giving a penny to. And again, no judgment of them. We're not judging these people. We're just talking about who deserves your money. Who deserves to, not just your money, to hold you in their hands because they're going to be holding space for you during some really difficult work if they're any good. There are so many superficial things they could cover. I could just rattle them off. It's all superficial. It's a little rah-rah. It's something you could find on any podcast or in any book. Really won't create much of a change. They might build a great relationship with you so that you like them so much and then you won't really realize that you didn't really change. (laughs) That happens a lot too. You might get attached to them and just like the feeling of having someone telling you that you're doing well. But when you're shopping and looking for a coach who's really going to elicit change for you to help you create the life that you do not have now, that you dream of. Now, remember, you have to do some work on yourself to even get to the point where you can have this conversation, but the conversation isn't, I have a couple of things I want to work on. I think I might want to go to the next level. I would just read a book for that. This is when 
you are saying to yourself, this is my ideal life. I have written it out. I know what she looks like. I know how she dresses. I know how much money she makes. I know what her relationships look like. I know what her spirituality looks like. I know how much she loves and likes herself. I know that she doesn't care about the opinions of others. All of her relationships are working and working quite well. She is powerful, joyful. She's free. I just don't know how to get there. I don't know how to get there. I need a coach. And when you're looking at the prospective coach, you need to be able to hear them say, I get it. I was you. I've spent so much money. And let me tell you the hours, by the way, not just the money, the hours I have invested in my own growth. Because see, what I told 150 women who just signed up for an online workshop with me in January, I said, here's the deal. I am not a certified coach. I didn't get trained anywhere other than real life. So if you need that, I'm not your girl. But let me tell you what I have done. And this is how much money I've invested in myself in the last just year. As far as personal growth, personal development, this is how much I've invested in the last five years. And I'm telling you that because when you buy me, that's what you get. When you're paying me for these two hours of mentorship, you're not just getting a face who's going to just parrot what I'm seeing online and hearing online. You're getting the result of that transformative, deep work. And by the way, I gave them details. I didn't just, you know, show up and get my hair done. I told them, I said, look, I have taken myself on in ways that many haven't. I haven't grown to where I want to be yet, but let me tell you what I have conquered. I used to be extremely anxious, extremely insecure, completely broke. I'm none of those things now. I've taken on the wounds and the pain of childhood trauma, this and that, and and I'm over that. This coach who you're considering hiring should be able to paint a picture like that for you. Again, they don't have to have walked through tragedy, but they do need to be able to paint a picture of before and after. And this is who helped them, and this is how much time and how much money they invested. And again, if they haven't done that, bye-bye, Felicia. Okay, so I hope these seven tips and questions were really, really helpful to you. I really encourage you to find a coach and a mentor Um, The difference between a coach and a mentor, usually with a coach, there is major accountability and you usually have a contract with them for a certain amount of time. And a mentor is a little bit more of a loose connection. Mentors are great. Coaches, I think, are essential if you really want your ideal life that you dream of. Okay, so if you are not yet a part of our text community, just text me at 260-217-4675. Or you can go to jillherman.com and you can check out the workshop that I just referenced that was live on January 5th, which is still available. Or just stay tuned for the next episode of the podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on BU. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear. So let me know in a DM on Instagram at jillhermanbu. Be sure to subscribe to the BU Podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU Collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.